0: Hello and welcome to the MVR podcast number 15. I'm Rachel Elmer.
1: And I'm Peter Jacob.
0: And today we are talking about imagination, not the group.
1: (laughs) Is there a group? Oh, come on. (laughs) No, I'm I'm too old. I I, I don't get the current cultural references.
0: It's an 80s, 80s disco group. Yeah. Oh yeah. How how did how did we how did we get to this one, Peter? Today,
1: I, I don't know. I, I, just to say, I was raising children in the in the eighties, so I had no time to think of disco. But
0: um, well, I was hmm. I was running around in my boot skates.
1: Ah well, there you go. <laughs> how we got to this one? Um, well, I think part of it is that um, that. Um, two colleagues uh, of mine and I have been writing an article for a a family therapy journal uh, on imaginary techniques that we use in NVR. Um, But I think it's more about why we use imaginary techniques in NVR and and what the, the meaning of that is. And it really struck me, you were telling me about a piece of work that you undertook uh, with a mother, helping her de-escalate, and you were using your own imagination to guide her through visualizing how she could de-escalate in a very particular situation. I found that really helpful, and it, it, it it was just sort of. It seemed another tool in my toolbox of imaginary techniques that I'd gleaned from you. I, I was just wondering, would you be able to sort of uh, give a give a sort of an account of of what you did there
0: with the with that mother? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to remember mum had been dealing with some really challenging behaviours for a lengthy period of time and this particular time decided that she needed rest as a priority it was part of self-care and so she took her to a room herself to a room um dad was was watching over the, the young person and mum went to the room and closed the bedroom door and this is quite early on in the evening um as a priority she was really really tired but what happened was that I think the young person had picked up on this unusual behavior in his mum and left his bedroom where his dad was waiting for him to go to bed um left his bedroom and went and sat on the landing outside his mother's door and began to play with some toys but the, the playing became louder and the mother was becoming um Frustrated because she could hear him and she really needed to rest and have some headspace and um, yeah you know and I guess that that what happened next was that she she left her bed and went to the landing and asked the kid very you know very nicely very calmly to keep the noise down and um, so she could sleep quite rightly and went back to bed and, and I was wondering when she shared that with me that um, I wonder what it would look like, and I imagined myself being her, feeling really tired and having this, this repetitive constant behaviors going on and, and, and needing my rest as a real priority. And what it would look like if I just slowed things down. What might it look like if I now imagined myself as the mother and lying in the bed, hearing my son outside, the door playing, and the, loud, the play got louder. And what I might need to do before I actually get to speak to the boy or even indicate to the boy that I'd like him to keep the noise down, what I needed to do beforehand. So I wondered whether I could lay in the bed and breathe and take some really deep breaths and then lift myself up and put my feet on the floor and the side of the bed and sit on the edge of the bed with the noise still going on out in the landing and then breathe a little bit longer and hold that position another 10 or 20 seconds and slowly get myself from the bed to standing position and walk towards the bedroom door and then take a breath and put my hand on the door handle and breathe in and open the door and connect with the boy by by kneeling down and indicating the the. You know, when you want someone to be quiet by putting your finger, your index finger on your lips. And then indicating also with your hand to lower something, you know, to quiet something down. You know how you would do. Mm -hmm. And then to kiss my index finger and then put that kiss on the child's forehead. That little connection. And then leave again and stand up and close the bedroom door and go back to my bed so that I was just wondering what it would feel like for the mother to imagine that and to imagine that interaction as opposed to the other interaction that she had which there was nothing wrong with that but that it could have and it didn't but it could have been more escalatory and I just wondered what it was like to walk through those processes with her um
1: you were you were telling her that as as you were imagining this you were telling her this is what i'm imagining now i'm imagining this and now i'm imagining that mm-hmm.
0: yeah and that you know now imagining you get up and sit on the edge of the bed and now i'm imagining you breathe for 20 seconds and now I imagine you stand up and you walk towards the door but before you even put your hand on the doorknob i'm imagining you breathing again And now you have your hand on the doorknob and you breathe a bit more and then you open the door and then you get eye contact with your son. And now I imagined you squatting down, indicating shh, and then a hand gesture and then you kiss your finger. And then I imagine you planting that kiss on his forehead. What,
1: What was her response? I mean, was she able to go along with that in her own imagination?
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, she was very engaged in that and and found, I think her feedback was that she found that really helpful and something that she would consider another time, yeah. Mm.
1: What did she like about it?
0: Knowing this mother, she's really, really connected to making those deep connections with her son and that she liked the fact that that felt very connecting can can I tell
1: you what I what impressed me about that s- short sequence? So many different things. First of all, listening to you, I had two films running in my head <laughs> in parallel. So I had this film running in my head of her sort of swinging her legs out of bed, feeling tense desperately needing to sleep going to the door quite quickly and controlling herself because she doesn't want to alienate her son or oh. him and then telling him in a nice way to be quiet yet feeling tension and I'm I'm sort of Watching that film, I could see the tension in her body and in her movement. <sighs> and I could see the boy seeing the tension in her body and her movement. <sighs> and then I saw the other film, you know, where you you, you guided her, my imagination. And in that film... I see you guiding through your imagination her to slow down, to slow down where her natural and most people's natural impulse and my impulse would be to get the feet on the ground outside of the bed really quickly and to stand up. (laughs) So you... You were telling her that you were imagining that she's breathing. And at that moment, I also had a thought. You were not telling her, breathe. You were not, given, you were not giving her an instruction. You also were not telling her not to do something. You were not saying, don't get out of bed so quickly. You weren't saying breathe. You were saying you were imagining her breathing. So, at that moment in that film that she and you could see, and that when you told me that you and I could see, you were constructing an alternate reality of the future. <sighs> and I was thinking of Peter Lombard's. Uh, Phrase a a, a medieval religious philosopher who wrote that hope is a future good made manifest in the here and now by the power of imagination. So, this future that you're envisioning is actually on an imaginary level happening now, and either it will connect. In this, your client's mind, or it won't. You know, you're offering her your imagination. That's all. Mm. But because you're pretty well attuned to her, and you know her quite well, you probably will connect.
0: Mm. Yeah, she. Yeah, totally. In her, she's attuned to me. We, we work really well together.
1: So there's a, a, a very good chance that it'll connect. And, and and so as I as I follow the film through further, and I see you seeing her <laughs> kneeling down, getting sort of um you know eye to eye with her son in a really gentle way rather than standing and speaking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm experiencing de-escalation writ large mm-hmm. because there wasn't anything wrong with what she would, what she actually did in the first place. You know, there's nice. wrong yet nice. for whatever reason, this kid probably needs extra de-escalation. <laughs> he probably needs as much de-escalation as she can muster. And it probably means that he will actually be more likely to be quieter if she can, if she can get to that level of de-escalation. And I think, I mean, when you, when you nail it down, what happens when someone tells somebody to be quiet? There is a, a, a tiny rupture in the relationship at that moment. Mm. I experience that when I'm in the kitchen and I have the radio on too loud and my wife calls down, could I turn that down a bit for a moment? There's just a tiny, tiny little rupture in the Mm. relationship, just a tiny Mm. rupture. And what she is doing in your imagination is, healing or soothing healing isn't the right word soothing that rupture
0: Mm.
1: there is is relational repair in that moment because she's giving him two messages i need you to be quiet i love you son and she's doing that in a very powerful way you know just kissing the fingers putting that on his forehead and what really speaks to me is that she I can see her seeing that with her inner eye um, I see her feeling herself doing that in her body
0: yeah. yeah
1: so you are helping her to create an imprint an experience of something that hasn't even happened yet but it feels like it's happened. And it's so much more powerful than either telling her, hey, don't get out of bed so quickly. You know, don't stand while your son is sitting or by instructing her, get out of bed more slowly, breathe, kneel down. That doesn't, that doesn't create the same kind of imprint, in one's mind as, as what you did. So that to me is, it really exemplifies the power of an imaginary method. And actually, since you told me that, I've been using that.
0: I don't think I um, constructed this in a thoughtful way. I was just imagining her son and I was imagining the differences in his experience of his mother using either one of those films, you know, the the films that you've just kind of rolled out, how he would have experienced the first example, the first action that that the mother went to, and then what would he experience in the imaginary example. And, And more importantly... In the second imaginary example, how the mother is reconnecting with her inner strength. And actually, this mother is and does connect with her strengths. And, you know, things are improving in her confidence and ability to communicate to her son um, in these different ways. But, yeah, you know, I think I didn't really think about what I was (laughs) doing.
1: Well, hold on. Hold on. hold on. You, you said you you weren't thoughtful that I, I you didn't think about what you were doing. But I think you were very thoughtful. In about your yeah. So you were thinking of the boy's perception of his mother. And you were thinking about the mother's own experience in this situation. So I think that was very thoughtful. But, yes, you hadn't planned it. You did it quasi-automatically. Yeah, just in the moment. Just in the moment. But, you know, a lot of what we do when we work with parents, we do in such a way.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: And um, I, I found myself in another situation with a client who had been quite abrupt in uh, telling her daughter that she didn't want to hear about her daughter's health problems anymore because her daughter had gone on about the health problems for the last goodness knows how many years without doing anything about them. Mm-hmm. And she sort of lifted her hand like this, flat. You know, and said, you know, I, don't I, I, it. I don't want to hear I don't it. want to hear it. And I felt it's good that she's asserted herself at the same time she asserted herself in a rather abrupt way. And that's normal, because when you assert yourself in a particular regard for the first time and you're not really big on asserting yourself, you may need to at first, the first time do it in in a... abrupt way so that you don't lose your mojo so that you don't lose your determination to do this yet the mother also felt deflated because somehow and this was just part of the many things she's been doing in the nvr process that she's been doing differently she she felt like well there's nothing left between us you know I'm, uh, I, I, I'm rejecting her. She must feel rejected. And it was at that moment that I thought of your work with this mother, and I thought, okay, I'll do a Rachel here, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I started imagining a different way in which she might assert herself, and I was imagining out loud with her, and. I was I was imagining her saying to her daughter, "Gosh, you know what? Um, often I've listened sympathetically when you've told me about your health problems, again and again. And now that I don't want to listen to you." talking about your health problems in that way. You might feel rebuffed by me, you might feel rejected by me. Maybe maybe you even feel that I don't care. And that was the way I used to show or try to show that I care by listening again and again, but it didn't help. When you do something that doesn't help, it usually makes it worse. So, I wonder what you're going to do to resolve your health problems. And I'll be there to support you if you'd like me to. So, I was imagining this in my mind. And Sharing that with her, and I guess as I was sharing it, thinking, okay, I'm doing a Rachel here, my, my body language, my prosody, the tone of my voice, probably communicated a lot of de-escalation mm. and a lot of connection. But a different kind of connection from the connection that this mother had been used to. No, it was a a connection as a supporter in the younger woman's self-help, as a connection as a sympathetic listener to Mm. the daughter going over the same health problems that she went over every day for years. So I, I, I think that's how your, your imaginary method, if I can call it that, influenced me. And, and of course, there's a, a large repertoire on imaginary methods that we can use in NVR that, that serve all manner of different purposes. Here, I think today, we, we sort of got, got hooked on talking about imaginary work serving the purpose of de-escalation. But there are many others, which maybe we can talk about another time.
0: Cool. I think for me, what's really helpful inviting a parent to talk about how you could imagine a, a different scenario and guide them through that scenario in that real imaginative way and thinking about if I were that mother, I would be, you know, doing this or, you know, thinking about breathing, thinking about slowly walking towards the door, thinking about crouching down, thinking about kissing your fingers. And I think offers a parent that extended way of, their being and I think it just builds on presence it builds on resistance it builds on more de-escalation processes um, it's nice it's an enjoyable way to work
1: maybe maybe there's a good summary there uh, in that we use imagination to help parents raise their presence And they raise their presence in a variety of ways. Today we've spoken about raising presence in a connective way. There is also raising presence when it comes to taking positive action methods and doing what Chaim Omer calls constructive fighting against violence. There are many ways in which parents raise their presence and we can really help them find a very very fast way into presence raising through imagination it's like a fast train to presence raising
0: good more food for thought yeah okay that's just done um listeners can email If they would like any specific um, topics for us to discuss, uh, they can email on info at partnershipprojectsuk.com. But otherwise, for now, goodbye. Thanks. And goodbye from me.